0: This podcast is brought to you by JewishPodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at JewishPodcasts.org. Perfect. Okay. Paraswati, you guys, 5783, everybody. We're gonna talk about the Pasik. Parak memhe, yud bays Vine einechem ros ve eineachi benyamin. So, your eyes see, Yosef Hatzadik tells the Shvatim, as well as the eyes of my brother Benyamin. Ki pi hamedaber alechem. That it's my mouth that's speaking to you. It's no one else but me. I'm the one who's able to speak to you, obviously in Lashon HaKodesh. So there's a lot over here. So let's start from the beginning. Yosef said, they see. But what do they see? What are they looking at exactly? Exactly. So the Rashbam tells them the pshat. In pshat, he told them, tell your father that they didn't hear this from someone else. They heard it directly from me. They heard it from Yosef. It's not that they heard the news that Yosef was alive, and they're telling a hearsay. Like, it could be that Yosef's actually still alive. No, I'm here. I'm speaking to you, directly to you. I am alive. I want you all to come down to to Egypt with me. Until now, there was a translator between them, so you couldn't speak to them directly. They could always assume there was somebody else in charge, etc. But now I'm going to speak to you directly. You know it's from me. It's my mouth. Speaking to you. That's how the Rashbam puts it. The Sfornoads, the Yosef was selling them. They shouldn't suspect him of being one of the sellers of the Midyanim or the Medonim or the Sochrim that would have known about what was going on at the time. No, because. Then they wouldn't have. They wouldn't be able to fake being Yosef. They wouldn't be able to know lashon Hakodesh. They wouldn't know this language. It must be me. I'm the only one there that spoke Hebrew, and you know that. And it's Pia comes and says this forno, it couldn't have been anybody else. I'm the only one who knows this story. I'm the only one who knows the whole backstory between us. I am Yosef. That's what he was telling them. Now, there's a bunch of understandings within Rashi himself. Rashi is a very, very, very strange thing. One of the ways of understanding Rashi is that Yosef was telling them they see the honor that he's getting even though he had a bris like them. It's clear that this is something supernatural, beyond the ordinary. It didn't make any sense that Yosef at Tzadik was being treated as a king, even though he had a brismila which we're going to talk about in a second. Right? There was the hashkacha of HaKadosh Baruch that was in charge of HaKadosh Baruch who was there. It's sort of like that. He was telling them he had no doubt this is all orchestrated from a Baruch Hu above, due to his chus abos and his schus aachem. Meaning, you, the brothers that you were involved in selling me, and the fact that I have Yaakov, Vinu, Yitzchak, you're all involved over here. In essence, he's telling them not to worry. HaKadosh Baruch Hu made sure that everything was there, that everything is there. And I'm not upset at you. Everything was supposed to happen the way it did. It did happen. It's part of the plan. And that's the way the Sif's coming learns Rashi. That you see that I am where I am because of what you did. You see that this is all part of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's plan and you need me in the position that I'm in today because you don't have any food. So be happy. Be happy that it all happened. In this way. That's how he says it. The Bala Turim says the proof that the Bris Mila was involved over here is from the words, Einechem Haroos is 807, the Gematria of Heresi Lochem Hamila. I'm going to show you the Mila plus Kolo. The Rabbeinu Refine says, P Hamadaber is the Gematria of Hamila. Right, HaMila Mora, I'm sorry, which shows he showed them the Mila to show them who he was. Rabiniel says there's a stress on the letters Aleph Bov, Suf of Roos of the word Roos to be able to stand for the Os Bris. Those are three ways to understand where we got the Bris Mila from. Although the Egyptians also received Bris Mila like we learned last week, Yosef Atzadik got all of them to do Bris Mila. So what's the Raya that he had a Bris Mila that he all of a sudden is Yosef Atzadik? And the Bnei Keturah as well the Bnei were kept on giving themselves Bris Milas from Avram Avinu. Rukhain Kievvsky says either the schwatten didn 't know that, or he had Priya, which no one else did, and I guess he showed them the details of the Brismila that they saw that he had a priya as well. Or, he was the king. I didn't have to do anything that I didn't want to do, and yet still I have a bris mila which shows I must be the person that I'm saying I am. I must have done it, not because the other people were forced to do it, but rather because I decided this is the best thing for us. All of that is from Rakhine Knievsky. But the Mizrahi says, you have to learn Rashi in a different way. When he says that I had a bris mila and I'm different, etc., he says first, see the honor that I'm accorded here. I realize it makes more more likely the fact that I'm getting all this covered than I'm not Yosef, because why would they allow a foreign slave to become a king? Nonetheless, you see that I have the power to support our family without any issues. As for even Yosef, why would I offer this to you and support you and offer you to come down here if I wasn't who I say I am? Why would I be faking all that in order to give you all these things that I didn't have to do? That's the idea. As Mizrahi says that's how you understand Rashi. But There's another idea in Rashi. Rashi says, "kipia Medabar Alecha means, he showed them he was speaking in Lashon Hakodesh. He showed them that I can speak Hebrew. I have the ability to speak the Hebrew language. How in the world could he do that if he wasn't the holy lost brother that they had had from years ago? Now, that's going to be the stress of our shir today. What exactly is Lashon HaKodesh? What does that mean that he speaks this language and then all of a sudden that should convince everybody? Forget about the 1st This should convince everyone that this is Yosef at Tzaddik. The Ramban says immediately, Rashi that shouldn't be enough. Anyone who lived in Canaan would recognize the language of Lashon HaKodesh. They all lived around Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov for years. It makes more sense that anybody around there in Egypt is not that far off. You'd assume that many of the people were doing business with the Canaanim, especially in Egypt, the people of Mitzrayim at the time, where there were people coming and going, getting food, etc. You'd assume that everybody spoke this type of language. Not only that, but the leaders of all nations needed to communicate with the people that were nearby. Why would they not have known Lashon HaKodesh. Avram has been to Mitzrayim before, although Yaakov hasn't been to Mitzrayim, Yosef definitely went down there at some point, and the Shretim knew that there were sales that were going down there. How in the world could they say, could Yosef say, I speak Hebrew, I must be who I say I am, if so many people would have had access to this language itself? Listen, even Nebuchadnezzar himself spoke Hebrew to Daniel in the beginning of Daniel. That's why, if you ever look at Daniel, there's Hebrew and then it goes into Aramaic, because the answer that he gave was in Aramaic but Nebuchadnezzar still understood Hebrew and even spoke Hebrew to his dream interpreters the ones who couldn't interpret his dream properly but he did they spoke back in the language they were the most comfortable in Aramaic etc but that's the idea behind it he understood it so wouldn't it be better, says the Ramban, if he told them details about his life growing up in Yaakov Venus's house? That would convince them. He shouldn't say, I speak Hebrew. I have a bris mila. He should say, let me tell you what was in dad's second drawer of his closet. Like, that would be convincing. And then all of a sudden, they'll say, like, oh my gosh, it must be Yosef it's Adik. What in the world is going on here? Why is he telling them these specific things? And I realize these are very generic questions, and there are answers to them. I'm going to try to go through all those answers to come up with one full answer that explains... Why Yosef is who he says he is, and why he specifically uses these examples. The Mizrahi adds on another question. He said the the Bnei Keturah who lived nearby had a bris milah from their ancestor Yishmael. I, I, this B'nai most likely also spoke Hebrew. The only possible thing that you can say is that it was an anomaly to have a bris milah and speak Hebrew. That the B'nai really didn't speak Hebrew and the people that spoke Hebrew never gave themselves bris milah, And that's the only thing you had. But it's so strange. There must have been tons of gerim that Avram bin made, and their descendants who lived around the area. Those descendants of the gerim would have spoken Hebrew and all had bris milah. Forget about the B'nai Forget about the people that lived around here. The Mizrahi's answer makes absolutely no sense to me. It's a long misrahi, and he goes through a bunch of other things but it's extremely strange to be able to say that. The Gurariye says there's a difference between telling about the sale and having a bris and speaking in Hebrew. A story about a brother is something that anybody could know but a bris milah and speaking Hebrew is something that very few people would have. And again, I get it. I totally get it. But I would still think that there's something you could say, a detail, that no one knew about except for Yosef. And Yosef could have said, here's a detail that no one else knows, and that's what it is. So again, the Mizrahi and the Gory are trying to answer it. I just—I just I just don't get it. So let's start going into the answers. The Balitosa says it's possible he was not trying to prove it by saying he was speaking to them in Hebrew, but convincing them that he had a plan the entire time. Clearly, I can speak Hebrew, he told them, which means that I didn't need an interpreter this entire time, and I recognized you like that as soon as he came down to Metzrayim, even though you didn't recognize me. You know, the beard throws him off a little bit. Like, clearly you didn't recognize me, but I definitely recognized you. I did this to make sure that you wouldn't feel that I was coming after you. I wanted to see that you felt terrible about what you did to me 22 years ago. I wanted to see if your brother... If I would do this to my brother Binyamin and take Binyamin, what you guys would do. What would happen if I put the cup inside his, I don't know, inside his bag, and see how you go through. Maybe I wanted to fulfill the dreams in their entirety. Maybe I wanted to help you come down to Mitzrayim without pain. Whatever his reasoning was, said Yosef, you see I speak Hebrew. You see I had a plan. I was always trying to figure out the best thing for us. To further prove what that means, of course says Tosus. he gave them other details. Of course he said, I'm the one who got sold down to Mitzrayim. But is Icarat idea was, do you see I'm speaking Hebrew? Do you see I didn't need an interpreter the whole time? Do you see that I recognized you the whole time, he said to his brothers. It's clear I am who I say I am and I had a plan. That was the idea that Toses comes out with. But the Ramban says a little bit differently. He says he was telling them, I have power. I can save you. Move down to Egypt now so that you don't have to worry about anything. If you stay in Canaan, right, I can't promise you anything. But if you move here, we'll be able to take care of the gullus that was promised to our forefathers. Father Avram, our grandfather, our great-grandfather Avram Avinu, I can promise I'm going to take care of you well and I'm going to be there for you. That's what he was promising and that's what he was trying to say. Now, the Tzor Amor says, you shouldn't ever sing your own praises. There's no reason for a person to go into a room and say, you'll never believe who I am. I'll tell you. Let me tell you. And go into all these different things about yourself. That's obvious. It says in Mishle, Perakov Bez, Yalucha Zor, Velo Let others praise you, not your own mouth. We know what you can say about yourself. We know how everybody feels about themselves. But what do other people really think of you? And if other people say great things about you, then maybe you are really great. If other people are like, eh, then maybe you're, eh. And you think you're greater than you actually are. Says the Torah more. That's why Yosef at Tzadik says, nechem roos. I don't need to say anything. You see what I've been able to accomplish here. He didn't want to say it out loud, but he looked at it. he's like, do you see me? I'm the basic king of Mitzrayim. The longest-lasting king of Mitzrayim, by the way, according to Re- 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 Victor Miller, he was the king of Egypt for 80 years. Granted, there was always a paro, who was their godlike figure who was in charge, but the king of the economy, the president of the economy, was in charge of everything, like the prime minister of England, was Yosef Atzadik. For 80 years, you can tell father everything he needs to know from what you see, and he didn't say anything. <coughs> (coughs) But says the Torah more, he lost an unbelievable opportunity here. Shlomo HaMelech brings down in Kohalas, all of Kohalas really, about how valueless money is. How crazy it is that people spend their whole lives saving money and grabbing money and then die suddenly and leave it all to somebody else and get nothing out of the money that they worked so hard to make and then it's all gone completely. Shlomamak spends the entire Koalas, 12 prokem, and we read it on Sukkot for those who aren't asleep, all about what life is all about and why it's better to do one thing over the other because there's always a time for everything and everything has its place, etc. That's the idea behind Koalas. Yosef Atzadik was in a unique position to say to the brothers I have I I have everything in the world everything I am in charge of the most important economy in the world I have access to the treasuries of Mitzrayim which are beyond anything in the world I have everything and I'm telling you the greatest thing possible is Torah and he didn't do it he didn't make that kiddush Hashem he didn't necessarily need a kapara for speaking lesser about his brothers because becoming a leader and a king should be enough to forgive him. Remember, every time you become a king, you get forgiven for your previous sins. That's possible. That's good enough. But Yosef at may have been punished in the end and died early. Early. Much earlier than any of his brothers. He died at the age of 110. While all the other brothers died at 130, 140, 150 because of this idea. Because he should have taken this opportunity to say something to other people. There's an it's and a Ksada over here as well that also say the basic idea. Yeah Dave. So unless the whole thing, and that's why I'm combining it with it, unless the whole thing was part of a plan of a Kodesh Baruch to get them to go down to Mitzrayim. So trying to prove to them, you might think, where's our Torah now? Where's our schus now? What happened to it? This was your schus. This is what helped. This is what made you it is. I'm sorry? Why is Yosef for not making a Hashem if he was just going along? You still have to take that opportunity. Whenever the opportunity presents itself and you're allowed to make some type of kiddush Hashem that other people wouldn't have made, Do it. Take that. Take it and grab it and use it for yourself. And if you have it, then use it. I can't do that because, look, I don't have that money. But somebody who has that money, who has all of those opportunities in front of them and doesn't, yeah, that's where the Torah more says, how could you not do it? Okay, there's more. There's a bala turim in a Paneach raza that says, ki pi hamidabra aleichem is a gematria 472, which is the same gematria as beegla rufa colo, right? The extra kolo, the extra added one over here. Because he gave them this simmon to give back to Yaakovinu that the last sugya they had learned together was egla rufa there's a lot that this has to do with but I'm not going to combine it with everything that I just said in Rashi Eglarufa was a sugya that meant that whenever you're a Malava person you go together with a person you will walk them out of their land you walk them out from where they are that means you're going to be able to protect them you're going to give them some sort of a shmira that they wouldn't have had otherwise it's possible it's very possible that that idea is what's used over here that Yosef Tzadik is turning to the brothers and saying you you don't understand what Yaakovino just did for me he taught me what it meant to do Levia. He taught me how to protect a person. Everything that happened was because Yaakovina protected me. You could have killed me, but you couldn't because Yaakovina protected me. Maybe that's what he's telling them. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly. But now we get into the Hasidic way of looking at all this and there's a bunch of Hasidic sparm that deal with this issue. The Kedushas Levi quotes his Rebbe. He said just like there is light and dark in the world, there's light and dark in the seichel of man, in the mind of man. He explains what this means is, even hearing words that come out from a tzaddik's mouth should cause the seichel to light up and your eyes to see things that you never would have heard before. Meaning, that tzaddik speaking words somehow affects you. And you start remembering like, oh my gosh, it opens up your mind to things that you've never thought of before just by speaking to a tzaddik or by hearing what a tzaddik has to say. He says, that's child. Ki roos, he told his brothers. Your eyes see this. You see this. Why? Ki Because when I'm speaking to you, you're able to understand things that you never would have otherwise. You're able to access things that you never would have at any other point. That's the proof that I am who I say I am. I am clearly a Tzadik because my words are causing effects in the worlds above and you see it because you're also Tzadikim. You also have the ability to see this. You have clarity of mind that you've never been able to have before in your life. It's one of the reasons, according to I think it's the it, Nativ. I forgot who it is. The if the Malbim refers. I can't remember who it was. That says that when they left, Yosef had told them, don't argue on the road. And the Gemara says that means don't learn on the road, Be'ian, because you learn Be'ian, you're going to get into arguments and you get lost on the road. Why all of a sudden will they start arguing on the road? They needed this lesson now. They've been to Mitzrayan three times already. Now he has to tell them, don't argue on the road, don't get involved. And the answer is, yeah, because now that Yosef revealed himself to them, his words call them to understand Torah in a way that they never understood before. So all of a sudden they're going to start speaking about Torah learning in things that they had no sheiches to before. Their minds are opened up in a way that they never had. That's now don't get involved in this because it's clear you can get something you never would have had before. Degel I find the grandson of the Baal Shem Tov, says anyone who is Kadosh has the ability to see the effects and power of a good word. Yosef knew the Shvatim more holy people especially Binyamin, ene Binyamin, the eyes of my brother Binyamin he was telling him, you can see from my words that I'm a holy person, very similar to Kedusha slavy. You can see from my actual words. Only you would know this. You weren't pogging your briskodesh. I wasn't pogging my briskodesh. Says the Degel Machina only someone who has a brismila can speak out these words in Lashon HaKodesh that will allow you to see things and understand things that you've never heard before. And that brings us back to Rashi. It wasn't that he was speaking Hebrew and that he had a bris milah. The Degel Fine, plus this Kedusha Slevi is saying that because I had the bris kodesh and I never ruined it by being with Ashes Potiphar with Zleika and because I have my P. Amadabar I have that Lashon HaKodesh, that power of Lashon HaKodesh you will never see anything bad from what I'm saying and that will prove to that I am Yosef. The Talmud Asher of Schoenbach says that the Shratham assumed that Yosef broke his birth codish. Remember, the first place they went when they came to Mitzrayim was the Shuk Sholzono, says Targum Yonason. They went to the marketplace of the the ill repute because they assumed that Yosef Atzara became a man of ill repute. They assumed he was a beautiful guy. He went down to Mitzrayim and they for sure, they for sure, there's no question in their minds. That's what he did. When he spoke Lashon HaKodesh, says Rav Sternbach, he proved to them that he had not ruined anything because if you speak Lashon HaKodesh, you cannot become Tomei. Okay? still haven't explained what Lashon HaKodesh is, but that's impossible. He had been Shomer brisk the entire time. The Ksav Sofer says the same thing. The Ksav Sofer in Taurus Moshe says the same thing. It's all the same basic idea. Once you get to this level, you can't have Lashon Kodesh says the Imramas, the Gerarabba, he used to say that Yosef was not able to be misapik. He couldn't hold himself back. What does that mean? He couldn't hold himself back anymore. Lo Yacholi Sapek, right? Lakholi needs alav. What does that mean? Yehuda was speaking to him. For the first time, Yehuda let out a speech. Up until now, everything that the Shvatim had said had been little snippets. Yeah, there's been yamin. Yeah, we have a father. Yeah, we have the, they weren't, they didn't go into a whole speech. Yehuda spoke to Yosef using full blown lashon Hakodesh, and for the first time, Yosef Atzadik saw the shvatim creating malachim through their words. The Kiddush of Yehuda's words created malachim that filled the room. There were malachim everywhere, malachim all over the place. And ya- Yosef, it's that he wasn't able to stand there anymore. mikol ani Mikolani from everybody standing around, he saw all the malachim around there. He couldn't handle it anymore. Those malachim said, so therefore, he had to give in and show them, I can create malachim too. And that's why he spoke to them and said, just like you did it, Yuda. I can do it as well. I have the ability to do it as well. And that's exactly what he did. He gave them his words to be able to go through. Taurus Chaim Bemuna says the exact same thing. The Chedush Rim adds to this, when the world sees the greatness of Lashon HaKodesh, that's when Mashiach will come. When people recognize what Lashon HaKodesh is, Mashiach will be there for it. The base Yisrael of Gur. that's why Yosef used the word Roos. You see it. What do you mean see it? You hear it. Shomos, you should hear my words, you don't see words but he says, yeah you do because when there's the word of a tzaddik, there are things that are created from it, it's like matan toro when the Torah was given at Har Sinai, and the word of Hakadosh Baruch who was able to be seen by them, they saw nochiyashamalakachad. They saw They saw the words. That's roos. Therefore, says the basis rule of GUR. Exactly, they saw the kolos coming out from Yosef Tzadik's mouth. All those the same way. And the Rashmi bells quotes Targum Yonasan. If you look at Targum Yonasan in this pasuk, it says lashon base. He doesn't say Lashon HaKodesh, Lashon base Kodesh, the language of the Holy House, which makes no sense at all. What does that mean? He explains, the Rosh Miguel says, that Lashon HaKodesh is the language that God used to create the world. Every single word in Hebrew has the power to create things and has the power to do something, to create a new reality for oneself. That's the power of learning Torah in Hebrew, specifically in Hebrew. It only works if you haven't ruined your call. That's how the Rosh always puts it. Apparently, when Yosef said, Ani Yosef, it caused all the Shratim to freeze in place. And they couldn't move. His words, Ani Yosef, caused them all to surround. They couldn't move until Yosef said, Geshunah Elai. Approach me, please. It's something, a bias is something that closes in and holds you in place. He used his lashon base. Kudsha, a language that had the ability to freeze them in place and it wasn't ruined from speaking Lashon Hara, which they thought he had done 22 years ago. It wasn't ruined by being together with Zleika. He had remained as kadosh as you could possibly be this entire time and he was showing that to them that he was able to do it. You've definitely heard this story before. It's one of the reasons why Elisha Avuya went off the derach. So the Gemara Chagiga and Dafya Dalit mentions uh, Dafya Tezvob mentioned a bunch of things. Tosos brings down this Yerushalmi. It's a famous Yerushalmi. Elisha is talking about his father, Avuya. And he said, Avuya at his bris, at Elisha's bris, invited all the Chachamim to come over. All the Chachamim were at the house of Avuya. They were all sitting around. And Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Yeshua, they were dancing and singing. They said, they do their thing, we'll do our thing. Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua ben Horkness Rabbi Eliezer ben, uh, ben Horkinus, Rabbi Yeshua ben Hananya. They went to the corner, they started learning Torah, and they were learning so deeply that a fire surrounded them. Abuya went up to them and said, what are you trying to burn down my house? Why are you letting this fire here? They said, this is not a natural fire. It's the fire of us learning Torah. That's a fire that happens when Chachamim, like ourselves, learn the holy words of a Baruch And Abuya said, if that's what the Chachamim can do, then I want my son to be a Chacham. So because he wished for that, it was Lola Shem shemaim. he wanted them just to be like those tell me the Chachamim. Therefore he got it. Elisha ben Avuya became a tremendous Talmud Chacham. However, because he didn't do it in the proper way, he asked for it just out of cover. He wanted the honor of having such a great rabbi. Elisha ben Avuya was not tocho kiboro. His inside was not like his outside. He wasn't the same thing over there. So this is the idea. The same thing happened with Rabbi Elazar ben Aroch. Rabbi Eliezer ben Arachim, that and Chagig over there, he was learning Maisal Merkava, the Kabbalah of the Torah, with Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. And as he did so, a fire surrounded them. Rabbi Yochum and Zaka even got off his donkey to go sit down with Rabbi Yochum Ben Arach, and he said, how could we possibly speak out the words of the Holy One, blessed be He, and be sitting on donkeys? We must get down to the ground. He wrapped himself in a talus and said to Rabbi Yochum Ben Arach, Darshan. And Rabbi Yaluzar Ben Arach, Darshan, "Darshan." in a fire surrounded them. We have Yonazim ben Uziel on the Gemara in Sukkot that when Yonazim ben Uziel Uzz- used to learn Torah, birds that went above his head would burn up Birds would burn up completely. Clearly, there is a fire that we're referring to. Even the Baal Shem Tov himself has stories in which the Baal Shem Tov introduced himself to the Magid of Me- uh, was the there of Mezerich, the Magid of Mezerich, and he convinced him to stay by him because when he learned a certain mimer of the Zohar, he caused a fire to surround his entire house. Malachim came down to hear. He was able to do it. Maybe Yosef says Vayatzav Avram knew those secrets of the Torah, the secrets that Rabbi Lazar ben Arach knew. That, 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 that Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Yoshua knew, that Yonassam ben Uziel knew, and was able to create this fire through his words that made something happen that blew up all around them. And that's what the Shvatim were convinced by. Ki pi hamedaber aleichem. I've got that mouth. I've got that Lashon HaKodesh. I can do something that no one else knew. And he was able to create the light in front of them. The Or HaGonuz in front of them. To allow that to be. Perhaps that's the idea behind it. So what is this Lashon HaKodesh? If that's what he did. And that's what we're talking about. It's real Lashon HaKodesh. That is the ability to be seen. Lashon HaKodesh that creates Malachim. Lashon HaKodesh that has that. What is that Lashon HaKodesh? What is that exactly? The Igret says there are four levels that are known in our universe. There's Domeim, Tzomeach, Chai, and Medaber. Now, a Domeim is a rock, a chair, a table. Something that cannot move on its own, cannot do anything on its own. Higher than that is a Tzomeach. A Tzomeach grows. It grows. It can sort of move on its own, but only in its place. It can't go anywhere else. A Chai has the ability to move other places and go other places and do its do its thing, and then finally comes a middaber, a human being. A human being is on the level above that. A human being not only has the ability to speak, right, but he has the ability to think as well. He can speak and think at the same time, and that's what makes him greater than everyone else. So says the Igrida the B'nai Yisthasar, he says, I don't understand. But there were great Gidolim who knew how to speak to animals. Shlomo Melech had the ability to speak to all the animals. He understood the chirpings of the birds. There's a Gemara in Gittendath, Memhei, where Rav Nachman was in jail, Rav Elish, Rav Nachman's daughters were in jail with Rav Elish, and they heard somebody who was able to speak to the birds themselves, right? The Baal Shem Tov has famous stories about being able to speak to the animals and be able to understand the different animals out there. There's that same Gemara in Chof Ches with Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai says, it's a, that's about Yonassin ben Uziel over there, but Rav Yochanan ben Ben above. And oh, I said Rebbe Yohanan ben Zakkai. I meant Yonas ben I'm sorry. Okay, so I apologize. That's the one up above. This one's Rebbe Yohanan ben Zakkai. Rebbe right, he was able to understand Sichas de Kullin, the talk of the trees. Apparently the trees talk. And if you know what to understand, it, it's there. So it says I don't understand. Animals can talk. We just can't understand them. So what's the difference between a Medaber and a Chai? Chaios, Chaios can talk and obviously they can think. And a Madaber can talk, and a Madaber can think. And if you say, yeah, but we don't understand them, so they're on a lower level. I don't understand Chinese people. That doesn't mean they're on a lower level, right? I don't understand. Don't give me that racist look. Don't be racist, right? I don't understand Spanish. Does that mean they're on a lower level? I don't understand French. That doesn't mean they're on a lower level, right? I can barely understand Israelis half the time. Does that mean they're on a lower level? That, that's not. That can't be it. It can't be my inability to understand a language makes them on the level of a high. Right? That can't be it. So they do have a language. So what makes them different? So he says the most brilliant thing in the world. He says, this is the power of Lashon HaKodesh, says That's the power of Lashon HaKodesh the world is created using this language which means that every word that is used in the Hebrew language that was not made by Ben Yehuda that was made originally by the Torah itself is the actual name of that item when we call a sholchan a sholchan or bread lechem that means the letters lamed chesmem, represent the bread I might refer to it as bread, but that's not its real name. It's shame Atzmi. The atzmos of that item is lechon. The most of this table is a shokhan. I might call it a table, but that's just a name that I use to describe what the Torah calls and what the real name is, which is sholchan itself. Those are just expressing. There's a bird that expresses itself. There are animals that express itself. There are trees that express itself. And expressions you can understand if you learn those languages and try to figure out stuff like that. The Mila that we have as a Medaber, a Medaber has the ability to speak Lashon HaKodesh. Even if they don't speak Lashon HaKodesh, the fact that a Medaber has the ability to learn Lashon HaKodesh, which no animal has... No animal has that ability to learn Lashon HaKodesh. Since a medaber has the ability to do so, that makes him higher than any other creature. And that's what Yosef at Sadek was telling the brothers. I understand the koach of Lashon HaKodesh. I understand the power that it's the atzmus of the world that we're describing. And that when you say something, it's not just another language. It is the language. It's the only language. It's a creating language. And that's why you should believe me that I'm Yosef. Able to speak not just Hebrew but Lushon Hakodesh. That's that. The Yavits Rabbi Yaakov Emden says in Migdalos, Now this is absolutely unbelievable, and I can't verify this. That if a baby would never learn any language, he would still understand Hebrew. That's what he says. If a baby would learn, learn no languages, and you'd have him grow up at some point, he will understand the Hebrew language because it's ingrained into the baby's system. The baby has it and you can't get it out. You only forget this language when you come out from the womb itself and something else might take its place. Like English is taking its place fully. The Lashon Kodish is ingrained in your system and you'll recognize it when you're there. By the way, there are some kids that have been taken for years and grow up without anything. I. The problem is that their first introduction to anything was some other language. I'd love to see if that would be true. Again, I'm not suggesting anybody do this. You hear this, Avi? Don't do this. It's not a good idea to steal a kid and keep him inside a little locked area for 20 years. But if you do, I'd love to try and just speak to him and say, Shalom, and see if he says, Ah, Shalom. I'd love to see if that actually happens. Would that, yeah. have, would, would that have happened to Khorish? To Khorish, if he really grew up with the wolves. Yeah, if he really grew up. I, I guess, I guess, but again, his first language that he would have met would have been Persian. So it makes sense that he learned Persian before anything else. But it's a crazy idea. When Yosef spoke to them in Hebrew, they knew this was not a language that he learned from somewhere else. It's his natural born language. And the truth is, I don't even know if you need that entire introduction to say this. What does it mean that he said, I speak Hebrew? It meant, I speak Hebrew as my known language. Like, this is my, my mama lushan. That's what I have. This is my actual thing. Everything else is a secondary Lushen. Somebody who learns Hebrew as their second. Second language or third language, a natural Israeli will always be able to say this guy's not, he's he's a gringo. That's what they call him, right? Is it? Right? He's not, he's not natural. That's not natural. You can speak Hebrew. I could go to Israel and pretend that I'm on the news and be like, Shalom. You know? And say that whole thing. And I could pretend like I actually know Hebrew. But any Israeli will be able to tell, this guy's a faker. This guy doesn't really know it. No matter how well I can speak Hebrew, it makes absolutely no difference. And that's the idea behind it. And that leads to a Chsam Sofer. The Chsam Sofer is in Torah's Mochu, which is brilliant in his piece on Beteves. The difference between Lashon and Ivrit is that Ivrit is a language like any other. The <laughs> Lashon Kodesh is a language in which everything you say has no tricones, abbreviations. Rashi Tevis and Sofei Tevis, first letters and last letters. Gematrias, everything that you can think of is included within Lashon HaKodesh. So when you speak Lashon HaKodesh and you say the words, Ani Yosef, Aodavi Chai, yes it means, I am Yosef, is my father still alive. But all of the Pshatim and Drushim and Ramazim and Sodos that come from there are also included in what you're saying. So you're essentially saying 70 things at once, 100 things at once, maybe even... 5,000 things at once when you speak Lashon HaKodesh if you say it in the right way. And that's why it's not a joke when we say Anochi of Bichorecha meant Anochi, Esav is your bichor. You say that in English, it sounds ridiculous. In Hebrew, the Hebrew language lends itself to allow you to have Lashon HaKodesh. Again, not Ivrit, but Lashon HaKodesh to say something like that for it to be understood in a different way. And Munasitecha, page 178, talks about this. in his Drashos, the Chassam Sofra, on page 86, also talks about this. His Lashon HaKodesh was so powerful it caused the Shvatim to die. It's a crazy, crazy idea. Okay, there's a little bit more. But yeah, first day. Um So, I thought Lashon HaKodesh isn't really a spoken language. I thought that they spoke Aramaic or something else as their... As their... Where do you see that? I thought, I thought there was a question on how the writing, how the script was, and what they actually spoke as the original language. I mean, Lashon HaKodesh... No, 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 no. no. And Kodesh was for sure the language. Do you mean the letters? The letters okay, might have been different. Okay, the letters are different, but the Lashana Kodesh, the Hebrew, was the same. So, other than modern day Hebrew, Lashana Kodesh, can it be really used as a spoken language? Yes, it can, but you have to know how to hear it and you know how to say it. That's why Paro couldn't learn it. How could Paro not learn the Hebrew language? What he couldn't understand, Ivrit? Is Ivrit that hard? Ivrit's not a hard language. In fact, the Egyptian language is harder than Ivrit. So why in the world is Ivrit so hard? It's not that way, because he could speak Ivrit, he couldn't speak Lush and And he knew there was something he was missing, and that's why he tried to get Yosef to teach him, but Yosef said he couldn't teach it to him. That's the idea. It's something that's beyond. I don't know. I don't know. That, that maybe. I don't see why that would be so. They definitely had it. I do mean, Shlomo definitely spoke Hebrew. Yeah, of course. I, I don't see why that wouldn't be. Yeah, I, I'd have to have a. You'd have to show me somewhere that says that they did not speak Hebrew. Yeah, because you're summarizing entire conversations in three words, and it's God's word. Right, but they for sure spoke Hebrew. I, I don't see why it wouldn't be that way. The only question is, did other marishim before the chait speak Aramaic and Gan Eden? That's the Zohar. But like, I, I don't know. That's a really weird yeah, thing to say. Originally the Aramaic like the... No, but that's only that was only before the chait. After the chait, it was Lashon HaKodesh. That's straight out in the Zohar. The Zohar says it. He just says Aramaic was before the chait, but not that Aramaic was after the chait. <laughs> I, I would agree, but <laughs> regardless, I, that is what he says. He says that it's afterward. there's has got. To, I need to see somewhere that says they weren't speaking lashon kodesh. They didn't speak Hebrew. I, I think so. I, I think it would be there. No. Oh, yeah. Originally, yeah. Then you get into the whole question: What did the whole world speak? They spoke versions of because it says sum in um Parshas. Noach before the Mabul, before Dora Migdal, yeah. you know, before they separated. So, what does Loshon HaSam mean? It could be that it means that they all spoke different dialects of the same language, but they basically had the same thing. But only one was Lashon HaKodesh. Only one was the actual Lashon HaKodesh. All right, there's a lot more. I, I, I'm not going to be able to do all of it, but I'll go through a couple things really quickly. Right, the Meshech explains everything a little bit differently. Yosef, it's said wanted Yaakov to come down to Mitzrayim, but knew that until now he hadn't been given any Ruach HaKodesh, so he was afraid that now he that he was alive, Yosef was alive, he would get his Ruach Back once he got his Ruach HaKodesh back, he wouldn't want to leave Eretz Yisrael, because maybe you can't get Ruach HaKodesh outside of Eretz Yisrael. That's why Yosef told the brothers to tell Yaakov, You know, I still have Ruach HaKodesh, even though I'm outside of Eretz Yisrael, Because if you start with Ruach HaKodesh inside Eretz Yisrael, and then you leave, you'll continue Ruach HaKodesh afterward. We learned that from Yecheskel. Yecheskel got a Nevuah in Babel because he started in Eretz Yisrael, and he brought it over to Babel by Nar Kvor. So, so too, over a year, you're going to be able to do it. So don't worry about leaving Egypt, keep Piyamadabar alaykum. You see that I have Lash HaKodesh and everything's there, and that's that. Additionally, maybe Yaakov wanted to send Yosef. Want Yosef to send him food? To what Yosef at Sadek was saying, I don't have the ability to send food out. I have the ability to bring you food here, but I don't have the ability to send out. So maybe that's the idea. behind My my power doesn't extend that far. Yeah, uh, Shlomo, I'll get to you in a second. There is an Od Yosef Chai over here that's unbelievable. Ki pi ki aleichem. There's a hay before medaber. What the hay stands for? It stands for chuva, A tshuva may and tshuva me You can see that right over here from the Odio Yosef Chai. There's an aznayin in the Torah that says because he had shame, shamayim, shogar befev. This entire time, remember that's what it said that Potiphar said he kept saying Hashem's name. He kept saying Shem, shem That shows how he was that he spoke like a real Jew. I'm speaking like a Jew. I'm not speaking like an Asaph. I'm speaking like a Jew, even though I've been in Mitzrayim the entire time. Abbas Yonason wonders why didn't they recognize Yosef's voice until now? They, did, they should have been able to recognize his voice. And the answer is you recognize someone's voice right? You have Maris Ayn Dekol uh, Maris Ayn, I'm sorry Atvias Ena Dekol that only works if they're speaking their natural language but Yosef Atatik was speaking Egyptian up until now so they didn't recognize his voice only when he spoke to them straight up in Hebrew which was his natural language did he say Pia Aleichem now you'll recognize my voice until now you couldn't but now you'll recognize my voice that's a Rebiyan Oson Rabbi Ibshit says it the Binyan Ariel the disc Diskin the Pinyam Yikarim have a beautiful shot it's a long one you can see it inside Tverash Shlomo, they're all together. It's the exact same board. I don't know who came up with this first. The Maldiskan, the Binyan Ariel, the Panini they all had the exact same one right over there. Tverash Shlomo says, he was telling that he was davening for them, but let's end with one last thing right over here. He added Binyamin, right? Ene Achi Binyamin. He so d- said those words in the very, very beginning. He said, you all see the Ene Achi Binyamin and the eyes of my brother Binyamin. What exactly is he trying to say with that line? So Rashi says, he's trying to, Equate them to one another. I have no hatred for Binyamin. I have no hatred for you. Just like I'm okay with Binyamin, I have nothing against any of you right over here says that's how it's connected to the words Megillah says says he said Kifhi Kain Libi What's coming out from the mouth is really what I mean on the inside. I'm not lying to you. I'm not tricking you. I'm not trying to get you to come down and then I'm going to punish you as soon as you get down here. I mean it. I have nothing against you. I'm not faking. it I'm not faking my love for Binyamin. I'm not faking my love for you. That's what he told them right over there. And the Riva adds that he said it's not in our family to be echad bepeh the echad believe. Remember Rashi says the praise of the Shvatan is that they couldn't say... Good things to Yosef. They couldn't pretend that they were friendly with Yosef. So that's a praise. They had to be, they couldn't be to fake it and to pretend to be nice while on the inside they didn't mean it. Says the Reval, that's that. He says, I'm also not. I'm telling you what I mean and I'm not lying about what I think over here. The Gustav Sofer goes on, the Chiskuni goes on, the Chiskuni and the Shor have another answer over here. The Benel says simply until this point, they hadn't looked at Yosef's face, either because they didn't want to look at the face of a Russia, or because the custom was you never look the king in the face, maybe something like that. But now that they did, they looked at him, they could see that he's clearly the face of Binyamin. He's got that face, and that's why Ki look at my mouth, look at my face, you'll see that I am the exact same person as Binyamin. And finally, we're going to end with one, and that's why he mentions Binyamin specifically. He said, even if they were no gay of a you didn't want to believe it. Binyamin is not no gay of a dover. He will believe it. So they should take it from him. And even if he won't believe you, because the Shvatim had lied for years about what happened to Yosef, right? Now he's going to believe you and you should take it from him. Just like Binyamin believes me and knows that I am who I say I am, you should also believe and know that I am who I say I am. That's the idea behind it. So lots of stuff over here, but by far the the most powerful for me was this concept of Lashon HaKodesh and what it really is and what it wasn't for many, many years. I will stop with that, guys. Have a great Shabbos.